This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. The Spirited Advocate podcast brings together people from all parts of the distilled spirits industry to talk about top issues facing everyone from distillers to consumers. Whether it's diving into how each spirit is made or chatting about their favorite cocktails, host Chris Swanger brings top leaders in the industry from Louisville, Kentucky, all the way to Ireland and everywhere in between. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts or visit distilledspirits.org to learn more. Hey bartender, pass me a drink. A reason that I'm here, cause I need time to think. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. I am the dude. So that's what you call me. Uh, you can call me Anthony if you're good with names. Most people have a little bit of problem with that, but Anthony's an easy name to remember. So, how y'all doing tonight? Welcome to my bar. It's Hey Bartender's Bar, the only COVID-friendly, mask uh, uh, optional, uh, social distancing optional bar there is. The only problem with my bar is right now you have to you only have to. Uh, Bring your own beer because I can't supply it to you guys because you're going to be waiting a long time for the beer and you're going to just be sending me emails constantly. Oh, where the hell's my drink? Where the hell's my drink? It's, oh man, UPS is on their way, I swear. Anyway, enough with that. Yeah, uh, after doing this podcast for a couple of years, I really wouldn't mind owning my own bar. Uh, that'd be kind of fun. I'd just have to decide where to go and... I, you know, I basically already have the theme. You already got, you guys already know that I'm not going to turn it into a full-on sports bar. Mostly probably con- uh, concentrate on rock and roll and stuff like that. Or just make it as generic as fucking possible. Because, you know, I love talking about bartending. I, and uh, you guys are absolutely awesome. Um, so to beg for your help for me to buy a bar in the future... Uh, head on over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com. Pick up a t-shirt, sticker, whatever. I don't care. Most of those proceeds are going to probably help towards Christmas shopping this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, I would really... Uh, I, I, opening my own bar sounds like fun. I, I don't... I, th- I think I'd probably freak out over all the paperwork, licensing, uh, ordering, and all that stuff. But to get back behind the bar, that would be awesome. And to be able to say it's my place, that'd be even cooler. How many of you bartenders out there think that every day? But anyway, we got to get started with the drink recipe of the day. So uh, everybody get out your pens, papers, or just remember to listen to this podcast a little bit later if you're driving. This drink is from Cake and Knife uh, on Instagram, uh, spelled C-A-K-E-N-K-N-I-F-E. This one they call the last minute apple pie sparkling sangria, and it goes as follows. If you're looking for a last-minute way to make Thanksgiving stand out this year, you know, since everything is different this year and it's weird, or is it just me? This sangria is just a boozy treat to make. It's got fresh apples, homemade apple pie-infused whiskey, and cinnamon for a total W-I-N. Comes together in just 10 minutes, so you don't have to wait hours to imbibe. Head up to the link in their profile for the clickable recipe link. Now, this looks really interesting. Uh, the picture that I have here that looks like they've sliced apples really thin and then put them in uh, a big pitcher and then just poured uh, apple pies infused whiskey and cinnamon uh, for a little bit extra flavor. Sounds like a great idea. 
even though I'm telling you guys this after Thanksgiving, uh, this probably go for any other celebrations if we're allowed to celebrate at all uh, this Christmas season. But uh, give it a shot and go let Cake and Knife know or go check out their Instagram page. And I'm sure they got a link to their own website. They're from Denver, Colorado. Um, go uh, check it out. Check out their website and uh, tell me what you think of it. Tell them what you think of it. Uh, it just sounds like a really interesting recipe, and I think you guys should try it out. Uh, you know, how many? I know a lot of you bartenders probably spent a little bit of time partying way back in the day, or probably just a couple nights ago, and had like uh, fruit and candy and stuff like that infused with uh, Everclear. So, why don't we try something a little bit uh, less car fueling? and uh, uh, less, you know, throw up or go blind, and just try something a little bit uh, fancier. Uh, so, yeah, go out and try that uh, last-minute apple pie sparkling sangria. Sounds like a good idea. So, it's after Thanksgiving. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving in 2020 right now. Uh Hopefully, all of you are doing well out there. Uh, the radio stations out there screaming about numbers of COVID cases going up. I really don't want to hear the COVID cases go absolutely batshit insane in the next couple weeks, uh, right before Christmas, because a lot of people didn't know they had COVID and uh, ended up infecting their whole family. I want everybody to be good and healthy and happy uh, this holiday season. This is from your bartender. Now, you know, you guys know that I don't normally make public service announcements like that. I try to avoid it if at all possible. But uh, a lot of you people are out of work. Uh, a lot of bartenders, servers are out of work right now because of the quarantine. And, you know, that's uh, that really sucks. And I want to see all my uh, bartenders, servers back at work and making money and being happy, providing for their family. But it also hit a little bit close to home because uh, my sister, yes, I have a sister, uh, she, uh, one of her colleagues where she works came down with or tested positive for COVID. And so she had to go get tested positive for COVID and we didn't get the results for three days. It, it probably reminiscent, uh, the anxiety and all that stuff was probably reminiscent of getting an STD test. And, you know, you don't know what you have, you're starting... Uh, start worrying about what's going to happen. And if you do get it and you get depressed, you lock yourself in a room. Uh, in my sister's case, her whole family inside their own home had to wear masks around each other. That had to suck. And, uh, you know, but good news, people. Uh, my sister, she tested negative for COVID-19. So we're all happy. We're, uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to spend Thanksgiving with them this year because it's too tough to travel from where I live uh, up to the Northwest. So, uh, but we did have a zoom conversation together. That actually is kind of fun. There's, we can play games on zoom. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, it's, it was fun to see, uh, see my niece joke around with my niece, even though I'm just a picture on a tablet. But, uh, you know, and then say hi to my my parents, my sister, my brother-in-law. Yeah, it, uh, that was pretty much my Thanksgiving. My neighbor actually hooked me up with a turkey dinner, which is really cool of her. But, uh, you know, 
for all you other people that are able to spend some little bit of time with your family and you're happy, you're healthy, you know, keep it that way. Uh, so say we all. Wait, that's an old television reference. Uh, this is the way? Uh, oh, that'll work. Stick around a little bit later on in the show. This, since this is the Saturday show, I will be featuring some independent music or not necessarily independent, but I'll be featuring a band called Excellent Skeleton with their single train station. So stick around for that. So just out of curiosity, I'm just going to throw this out there. How is dating going during this COVID epidemic? Uh, I just don't see a lot of people getting out and visiting people. I don't, uh, and I, even on the social media or on the, uh, actual dating apps, I don't see people actually going out and really meeting people. Uh, well, uh, from my point of view, uh, cause it could be a little scary. Who are you going to meet? What are they going to, uh, what are they going to be like? Well, that's the way it's always been, but with the added, uh, bonus other than, um, possibly getting hurt, robbed, whatever with the added bonus to possibly getting sick. It's gotta be rough out there. The whole dating scene. Now I'm not the guy that's going to give you t- uh, good information. It's going to be bad about how to date in this, uh, in this situation. I'm going to tell you a few stories about, uh, back when I was working at the bar, hopefully you can relate to it, but it's, just crazy. How are people going out to meet people? You know, and, you know, I'm still hearing things about COVID weddings, but are, is it going to get to the point here pretty soon where there's just going to be a bunch of people who are just single just because we were separated from each other? Or as soon as the quarantine gets lifted, everybody's just going to fuck like bunnies. That's th- These are questions that go on in my head when I'm home alone at night. But we get... You know, back in the day when I was a bartender, which was a Wednesday, uh, just so you know. Uh, no, actually, it was a Tuesday. But I used to watch uh, people all the time who were desperately, desperately trying to find a special someone. Mr. Right or Mrs. Right or Mr. Now, right Now or Mrs. Right Now. Uh, it was, you know, people just begging just for some kind of connection for s- some with somebody or just looking, uh, looking too hard for that perfect person. Now, do I think the perfect person for everybody out there exists? Uh, that's a t- that's a tough thought. Uh, you know, I suppose there could be. I mean, half this world is women, half this world is men, and uh, there's there's a fifty fifty shot you could find happiness. The way that sounds. Unless you're bisexual, then you have no choice but to find somebody that makes you happy. Uh, I mean, and if you're gay, it increases your chances 100%. Uh, but, you know, it's that's just goofy thoughts and that I think I stole from Chris Titus. But uh, people, that, uh, when they're uh, looking for somebody to hook up with in the bar, that was uh, oftentimes funny. More more often than not, funny. Uh, but sometimes a little bit scary. Now, take this one girl I used to know. Uh, she was in... Uh, she was in a relation... Or she was married. But then, all of a sudden, the marriage kind of circled the drain. Both her and her husband both kind of knew it. And it, uh, they both knew it was going to happen. And 
it, they left each other on uh, a good good basis, and uh, you know it was it was nice to see them instead of trying to cut each other's throats to just walk away and say this isn't working out, and uh, you know it's spares the children's feelings and it spared uh, you know everybody around them, you know, especially, uh, you know, especially the kids, the kids you got to worry about in that situation. But when it came down to it, uh, I didn't see, uh, I didn't ever really meet her husband because, uh, before she was, uh, uh, before she would come into my bar and kind of, you know, just talk, make a few friends, just maybe have one or two drinks before heading home right after work. Then uh, all of a sudden she starts talking to me and she starts telling me that she's not happy in the relationship that she's in, but she doesn't want to ruin the relationship because she doesn't want uh, her husband or or she doesn't want to lose her kids or make her kids go crazy. And I said, the best advice I can give to you is you got to sit down and just talk with your husband. Just talk, you know, because I had it. I didn't say this out loud, but I had it in my mind. It's like if she's not happy, he's probably not happy either, unless uh, unless he's completely uh, clueless to what's going on around him, which does happen quite a bit. You know, one person in the relationship is obsessed with their job or their hobby, and all of a sudden they just uh, all of a sudden they get the big uh, "I'm leaving you" speech or. They come home and half their shit's gone or all their shit's gone. It's just one of those things. And so I suggested to her, just have a talk, sit down and talk with your husband. That's the best thing you can absolutely do. And she said, you know what? I think I'll try that. And I said, you didn't get that advice from me because if it turns out bad, I don't want to be blamed for it. And she laughed. And so uh, a couple of weeks later, she came up to me and she told me that she had to talk with her husband and to her surprise, he was having the same feelings about it and they laughed. They uh, had a really long talk with it. I guess she also told me that she, uh, they had uh, sex one or two more times before really deciding that it was over. Uh, so, uh, but after that, uh, she started getting involved with people uh, that weren't the best people on the face of the planet. She'd disappear out of my bar for a couple of weeks and then I, I'd see her again and uh, she'd be hanging out with some dude that looked like uh, he was basically a train wreck. And I'd be like, hey, what's up? And, oh, we're just hanging out and, uh, you know, this. I met him online and I was like, oh, okay. So this must be a first date because she, uh, you know, go somewhere safe where you know the bartender so you can be watched. Because uh, a lot of girls I've uh, I've met in the past, they when they go on a first date, they go to a safe place where they know people and there's a common ground. That, you know, ladies out there, if you're listening, uh, I think that's a great idea. You know, if you have a regular place that you'd like to go to and you're going on a first date, Take them to your bar. Don't go to theirs. Take them to your bar so that your bartender, servers, friends that are uh, around can possibly keep an eye on you at least. So, uh, but gradually as uh, she, gra- as time went on, she kept coming in with different guys all the time. And I said, well, she's just, uh, 
getting her uh, feet wet in the dating pool because she was married for a while. And, uh, but there was one time she came in and pissed me off beyond belief because she knows better. Uh, her, she brings in this guy who looked really young. And I, well, when she came in and said, Hey, can we get two beers? And I said, yeah, sure. I want to see his ID. And she says, Oh, he, it's okay. He's with me. I said, don't pull that shit on me. Don't no, don't even try. You and I are friends. Don't test me. And she goes, okay, I'll go get him. So she comes back up to the bar. He forgot his ID. And I said, then he has to get out of here. Cause I can't, uh, if he doesn't have an ID, I can't prove that he's over 21. So he needs to be gone. And she says, okay, yeah, sure. I totally understand. And that guy gave me the biggest stink eye on his way, way out. And I gave him the look like, oh yeah, go ahead and try it. He might've been able to kick my ass. I don't know, but that's the kind of the stance that I always gave people when they, uh, wanted, gave me the evil. eye and wanted to kick my ass. And she, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and try it. See what happens. Uh, nah, glad I never had to stand up to that, but a lot later. She started getting involved with this, uh, these this certain group that pretty much were up to no good ever. Drugs, uh, uh, petty robbery, stuff like that. And then she disappeared for a long time. Then all of a sudden, I, out of nowhere, I receive a phone call from a phone number I didn't know. And, I, of course, I didn't answer it because caller ID is the shit. And then finally, one day, I was just like, it's, it's from this, uh, it's, I'm tired of getting this phone call. I'm going to answer it right now. So I answered it and it was her. She was in jail. Why? Possession, robbery. And I was just like, what the hell? And she goes, well, it was because my boyfriend at the time, he and I got into all this stuff. And I said, where is he right now? And he goes, oh, he's out. He's free. And I'm like, and you're still in jail? And uh, she's like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. Um, I'm only going to be in here for two years. And I, you know, we couldn't talk long because she had like a 10 minute time limit on the phone. Couldn't tell me the whole story. And, uh, but I found it fascinating that she, she, uh, had told me on another phone call that they were in love. They were, uh, all about each other, but I don't think he probably lasted a month once she went into the can. Uh, you know, he, if he did that, I'll wait for you shit. She probably, uh, he probably had himself a girlfriend within a month after that. Never saw, uh, him personally because she never brought uh, those people around me because she was pretty sure. And I was, I was going to disapprove and she was probably right. But, uh, when she went to jail, it made me rethink, okay, who am I hanging out with? And, you know, I, contacted her every now and then sent her letters just to be good friend but every time she got out she uh, would end up right back in jail or in some kind of halfway house or something and you know it, it there's a point where you worry about your friends but then there's a point where you sit back and say ah, I can't no can't do this anymore but you know it's just all about the people that uh, that you meet where you go. I mean, if you go to like my bar, bar that I used to work at, everybody pretty much knew everybody because they all went to school together. And uh, so 
you know what you're dealing with. And everybody was really nice in that neighborhood that I used to work at. But then you go to the more seedier ends of town and you run into the darker sides of the force. And I'm sorry, I, uh, I just finished watching the most recent episode of Mandalorian. Ahsoka Tano's back. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, um, the bar that you go in, you know, it, you'll either feel, if you don't feel comfortable in there, uh, don't be there. If the date that, uh, and ladies, well, gentlemen too, uh, if you're on a first date, uh, you might want to go where at least one of you is comfortable. And if you don't feel comfortable in that bar, don't go back and you'll probably ruin your chances for a second date, but, uh, might be worth it in the long run before you get yourself in trouble. And it's, it's all about how, uh, people connect, you know, it's like Chris Rock once said, you can't have a person that goes to church every Sunday, get in a relationship that with somebody that's on crack. So what do you, Hey, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to church. What are you going to do? I'm going to hit the pipe. Okay. See you later. Uh, you know, relationships like that don't work. She probably was looking to do things like that. She, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she was depressed. I don't, there's, there's a long list of, uh, various reasons that she didn't really uh give to me but uh you know i still hope she's doing well out there wherever she's at i haven't heard from her in a long time but then you go back to the back to the bar you might have to explain uh, what happened to that last person that you were just with and then you have to go on and looking for somebody else here's a guy uh here's a story about a guy that i used to watch that was oh he needed friends badly. Uh, he probably liked to think of himself as a loner, but then after he got uh, after he got divorced, things kind of became relevant to him that he all of a sudden realized, I'm alone, and I don't care for it much. I need friends. Now, this guy uh, was a decent guy. He uh, he. Uh, would come into the bar, mostly kept to himself until somebody would start talking to him. And, uh, but there were nights where he would get drunk. Uh, uh, well, at first, when he first started coming into the bar, it was maybe one Bud- Budweiser and he was gone. But then uh, as he built up his alcohol tolerance, he, uh, it became a lot more. But so when he got drunk, uh, there were things that he would do at, and, it almost felt like desperation. And I think most of the women out there felt it was desperation too, because like if, uh, when back when I used to bartend and you could smoke in a bar, uh, you, it's, there's still some bars out there, but I digress. Um, you could smoke in my bar. You'd see a woman pull a cigarette out, put it in her mouth and he would practically jump over three seats. I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not jump over three seats to try to light her cigarette for her with the, uh, with his lighter. And I was, I was just like, calm down, dude. Jeez. And, you know, uh, it's, you know, a gentlemanly thing to do, at least back in probably when your uh, parents were kids. It's a gentlemanly thing to do. But when you're jumping over three people to light a woman's cigarette, that shows extreme desperation and most likely will scare the shit out of the woman. Am I wrong, ladies? And then uh, ladies have to watch out for the guys that have been alone for way too long. And then they uh, see the guy holding out the lighter for him. And they go, oh, thank you. 
and the guy has to flick it a couple more times because the wind got it or something like that. And then they, the woman grabs, uh, takes their hands and pulls, pulls their hand closer to their face. Now, uh, yeah, that is a very sensual thing to do to a very lonely guy. Uh, because once a woman does that, the guy starts wondering, should I have worn my white pants tonight? But the guy I'm talking about, uh, nice guy, nice guy, uh, all the way around. But to, he towards uh, he was just gotten out of a very long relationship. He even uh, talked to me about it a little bit before Ed, that they actually broke up, and said that the relationship. He's like, I'm pretty sure the relationship's going to end pretty soon. And I said, Why do you say that? Because I thought they were doing pretty good. And he said, We're basically having hallway sex. And at the time, I didn't know what that term was, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And he goes, "Where, uh, you know, we walk by each other in the hallway and say fuck you,' and then she says fuck you, and so that's what he calls hallway sex." And so I was like, "Ah, sorry about that, man. Uh, you know, you know, you'll you'll find somebody else. But if you want to try to salvage it, you know, do something. Uh, try to salvage it. But if you think it's a lost cause, uh, sorry to hear that." And uh, then the relationship ended. He moved out. He got his own apartment. And he began to get back into his old ways multiplied by like five. Because it was like, oh, my God, I'm single. I can't be single for too long. Uh, There was a strong possibility, I think I read uh, in the red in his face, that she had already gotten back, gotten into a relationship. And he was... Uh, trying to, you know, prove that, hey, I can get into a relationship too. Watch this. And he would see, you know, he would sit at the bar and about six feet away from my bar was the first set of tables. And uh, sitting at uh, sitting at that table were people we all knew, uh, you know, friends, uh, coworkers, customers, you know, uh, we all knew them. And they were all joking around, carrying on, having a good time. And then he would be sitting in the background trying to get himself in the conversation by when they start laughing, he'd start laughing really loud and obnoxiously like, ha, 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 ha. And, you know, trying to get their attention didn't work worth a lick. And, uh, he, uh, so he, he tried to do that all night long to get invited to their table when in actuality we were all friends, he could have just sat down at that table and they would have welcomed him. It wasn't going to be that big of a deal, but he decided that he needed to be invited, which is a gentlemanly thing to do. But the way he was going about it was really creepy. If you ask me, I even advised him a little bit, you know, Hey, calm down, dude, just a little bit. And, uh, I think he went off to go shoot pool or something like that a little bit later. He, when it came to dating, he really, uh, relied on he he was like uh the sidekick to another guy who didn't have too much trouble with the ladies but uh but uh he was he was like his sidekick and so when the other guy wasn't there he was left to his own resorts i mean uh uh or you know ways of trying to get attention or uh talk to the ladies and uh i it's you know I don't really want to call it a Batman and Robin kind of thing, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, he needed, uh, he needed, a uh, what do the guys call it? 
he was the wingman and uh so he needed to he needed somebody else to kind of help him get the attention like does does the girl have a friend that and okay i'll take her friend the girl uh friend of the girl you're interested in and uh because well uh i got another story for that a little bit later but uh yeah he that's just the way he was kind of sad but you know he did eventually get himself back into various relationships i don't know if he's still in the relationship that he was in last time i talked to him which was years ago um but i mean i suppose i could find out on social media i mean stalking that you know that you don't have to do all the footwork anymore so you can do it all from the comfort of your own home on your phone but you know that's beside the point you know, so but once again i hope that guy's doing pretty good he's just a nice enough guy he just uh, deserves a nice girl but i think he's looking in the wrong areas uh because sometimes the bar is not the place you should go to to go meet somebody it, i mean some people, you know, the, the bar is just too much for them. People's personalities are just too strong for them to be around. And, you know, it's tough to find people that are like you. Like, for example, I'll, I'll use myself on, as the example on this. Uh, I'm an introvert. i a uh, closet pervert. Uh, and not nothing too weird. Um, all the stuff I think about is fairly vanilla. And, uh, but I'm a pop culture junkie. So you'd think that for me to meet people would be like Comic-Con or the comic book store or, I don't know, places, um, you know, or video stores, some places like that. But unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of those places, you don't see a lot of women hanging out. And at least I miss them when they are there because, uh, I've watched a number of YouTube channels where absolutely gorgeous women uh, are giving comic book reviews or movie reviews and stuff like that. And I'm like, where are these women when I'm out and about? Jeez. But it doesn't matter that much because, like I said, I am an introvert. And most women intimidate the shit out of me, which is really sad if you ask me. But, hey, what are you going to do? I am who I am. There's this other lady that used to come into the bar that she got to know the servers and bartenders all really quickly. She was really friendly. And her, uh, we got to talk to her. We got to talk to her husband. And uh, her husband was a really nice guy, a uh, musician, but he was also had a government job, maybe accounting, something like that. And the we got to know them both really well. And he even got uh, the owner of the bar to let him play let him and his band play inside the bar one night. And I wasn't there that night. I had, I had to go work at my other job, but I think it uh, went pretty well. But after a little while, uh, she was coming in more often than she would with her husband or her, even her husband would come in. And I didn't think much of it. You know, it's just so she decided to come out uh, and have a drink her husband had to, uh, he had a very busy job, so he had to work quite a bit. But there was also one night where she came in with some friends and uh, she notices this one guy across the bar. She sees him, smiles at him, and then he comes over and starts talking to her. And then when he gets up to go to the bathroom, get a drink, whatever, 
all of her friends are going, oh my God, he's so cute. You should totally go home with him. And I'm sitting there going, wait, she is in a relationship. Should she be going home with somebody right now? I mean, I don't know the whole story. I'm here once a week and all you girls are actually encouraging her to hook up with the guy. And the guy was a nice guy, really friendly. And uh, I'm not saying that you know, she was hooking up with some kind of schmuck. No, he was a really nice guy. But uh, she failed to mention that she was married. She failed to mention that anything about her personal life. They just sat there and started talking. And uh, things looked like that they were about to go that direction where she was actually considering going home with him. I don't actually know if she did or not. I never heard anything about it because that was... Uh, uh, th- that was the last time I saw her on my shift. I did hear rumors that are rumors that she used to come in all the time on other people's shifts, but she didn't come in on my shift and I never saw her husband, but it just boggled my mind. It's like your, your friends are actually encouraging you to cheat on your husband and you're considering it that it, it boggles my mind. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. And, uh, I don't actually know. I've never actually seen it, uh, where a group of guys are hanging out with uh, each other and whatever the relationship status, uh, uh, they all start hitting, uh, hitting on every single girl that's around. Uh, I'm not sure that I've seen that where, uh, where guys go, Oh guy, dude, you should totally go hit that. Uh, but I have seen guys go and do it on their own, even though they're in a relationship of some kind, whether they're dating, married, whatever. Uh, but the, it, once again, it brings back to the equation in my head. Okay. That woman was married. If she went home with that guy, that is cheating in my, uh, in my worthless opinion. Of course, me being single all my life, dating occasionally here and there, but dating, uh, still single, I've never been married and, uh, but she was actually married and her friends are encouraging her to hook up. Now the guys who are in a relationship now, apparently that's the, uh, area in between, uh, your first date and actual marriage. Uh, those guys who are in a relationship that, uh, is considered serious and they, start to get a wandering eye. Now that that's why I think people should actually date more because, uh, you know, cause some of the relationships, it seems like, uh, well, you guys met each other two weeks ago. And now you act like you're married. So, uh, you know, what's the deal here? And some, some actually do flourish into a nice relationship and some crash and burn like, uh, like a, really big thing falling and catching fire. Maybe her friends knew something I didn't. And, uh, maybe he, uh, just admitted that he was cheating on her or, uh, maybe, you know, she had decided she wasn't happy in the relationship and confided in her friends that she wasn't, she was thinking about leaving her husband. It, 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 it's a fine line. I mean, bartenders here, we hear a lot of stuff, but we don't hear everything. I mean, I didn't take the time to see if the wedding ring was still on her finger I didn't, uh, you know, walk up and question her. Are you really going to considering going out with that guy 
or behind your husband's back? Because, you know, unfortunately, that's none of my damn business. Okay, people, it's time for me to go take a break. I'm going to go have a smoke and take a shit. Until then, have a listen from the album, the story so far from the record label, The Weird Beard. Here is Excellent Skeleton with their song, Train Station.
distributed by the uh, record label Weird Beard from the album The Story So Far. That was Excellent Skeleton with their single Train Station. If you want to listen to that, uh, uh, more stuff like that, or take a listen to the record compilation The Story So Far, check it out on Bandcamp.com. That's where I go for, for all the music that I bring to you guys, seems like. Because uh, there's a lot of great artists out there, and uh, artists need your support, just like bartenders and servers right now. None of us are out there working. None of us are out there performing. So uh, go help some. Go help out a starving artist or a bartender and server. Uh, we're all in need of help right now. So uh, go check out Excellent Skeleton. Go check out the record labeled Weird Beard and their compilation album, The Story So Far. One last thing that I'm going to get into before closing time is watching customers try to make their ex jealous. Now, some of these relationships don't exactly end very well, and it usually ends in a shouting match and somebody bursting out the door and heading over to a friend or family member's house and uh, trying to keep the distance. And the couple really doesn't try to talk it out. They just kind of say, fine, it's fucking over, done, boom, door shut. And, uh, you know, you know, maybe a couple weeks go by and I've seen it way too many times where somebody in the relationship, what it doesn't matter whether it's a uh, boy or, uh, or the girl, uh, cause I'm just going to use, uh, that this is the example. doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl, they bring somebody what that they're on a date on. And the, as a bartender, I could spot this like it was a big fucking steamboat heading towards me, uh, and I'm standing on the dock just eating popcorn, watching the uh, watching the boat come at me. Uh, horrible analogy. What's wrong with me? But uh, the I can see this happening now. One of them came in just to hang out, uh, be around friends, but the other one brought a date in, and they purposely brought that date in to that very place where they know that their ex hangs out on a consistent basis. The one of the people I, I might see uh, for a little while, they might even inform me if they're in the mood that they are not no longer or that they're no longer in a relationship. But then the ex comes in and they've brought a date with them. And you can tell that that ex is, trying their hardest to make the other person jealous by bringing somebody in to a place where they knew that their significant other was going to be definitely that night because they're there every night. They prop, uh, purposely brought a date to their significant other's uh, hangout. And then you see them carrying on. You hear the one of them laughing way too loud, way too much, and touching the leg, touching the shoulders, and it's going to start a fight. There's no two ways about it. And, I mean, sure, I have seen it uh, where one of the people was able to keep their cool. In fact, it forced them to leave that night because they came up to me and said, listen, i got to pay out. I can't be around this. And I said, they're, you know they're doing that to you on purpose, right? If you leave now, you kind of lose the upper hand. And they go, I know, but I don't want to go through this. This is just ridiculous. And I said, all right, hand them their tab, and they pay me uh, pay me out, and they head to another place. But the ex also knows where they're going to be next, 
So they automatically say, okay, let's pair a tab. Let's go somewhere else. And uh, then, you know, follow them around purposely. That is a version of psychopathy, if you ask me, that you purposely would would take a date into a bar that you know that your ex is going to be in just for the sole purpose of making him jealous. Now, I know some people out there would probably say, no, I didn't bring him in. That's I just like hanging out at that place. It's not their place. It's my place, too. But when you go as far as to laugh too loud or touch each other too much, usually the date has no idea what's going on. They might sit back and think, you're acting weird. What's What are you doing? But uh, it happened to me uh, more than a couple times. But uh, there uh, there were two instances that where I can think of where the girl purposely brought me in to see if they can make their ex or the person that they were interested in jealous. The one, uh, I'm not going to count the one where I was, uh, when I was really young, uh, because I didn't know what was happening. And, but this other one, I, uh, get a call from this girl. I thought we were friends and we were hanging out and she says, uh, come on, let's go to, uh, go to the bar. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And it was one of my very, very, very few nights off that uh, at that point in time, because like I've told you before, I was working two jobs and didn't have a whole lot of spare time on my hands. And I noticed, well, me, I'm dressed up in a Metallica t-shirt, jeans, and a flannel, and a baseball cap. Very, very usual for me. And when she comes out of her house to get into my car, she's wearing a nice skirt, a nice blouse. And immediately I think, you know, well, what I should have, what I normally would have thought like back when I was younger is like, wow, I am seriously underdressed. And, but that night I was sitting there thinking something's up and it didn't not take me very long to figure out once we got to the bar, Oh, she's trying to make that guy jealous that I remember they were, she told me she they were fooling around uh, a little while ago, but now he's not calling her back or texting. Uh, so she decided to go, go into the bar and sit in plain view. She told me to specifically sit next to her and sit in plain view of the pool table where he was at. And she put herself on display and immediately I realized what was happening. I was uh, no idiot by this time when it came to that sort of thing. And I uh, immediately started looking around. Uh, I'm bored. I don't want to sit here and uh, watch this guy play pool or, you know, be involved with her trying to make him jealous or whatnot. So I got up and walked over to the bar and uh, Barb was working that night. I said, hey, Barb, what's going on? Uh, and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, she's trying to make uh, that guy jealous. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it's not, you know, I'm not going to feed to that. In fact, uh, if she asks a little bit later wh- where I'm at and you happen to notice I'm not here, I'm not, I'm gone. Uh, that's, that's, you know, she can find her own way home. Unfortunately, I'm too nice of a guy to do that to her. I, uh, it's just like, if in case she crashes and burns with this guy, I'll take her home. Because by the by that time, if she crashes and burns with the guy, she'll probably be drunk. But 
which is what happened that night. And she all of a sudden just walked up to me and says, okay, I'm ready to go. And I went, well, okay, I'll talk to you later, Barb. And we got in my car. I dropped her off at her place. And then she proceeded to tell me how uh, much bullshit it was, how he treated her and stuff like that. We sat on her doorstep and we smoked cigarettes until basically dawn. And I'm, you know, contemplating the rest of my life is, you know, sitting there thinking, God, is this going to happen to me all the time? Cause this is, this is not the first time this has happened to me. And because I've, I've had to, uh, you know, I speak a very little about relationships, but I'll let you in a little bit. I've been through relationships where things were going great. And all of a sudden they disappeared on me. It's just done. Uh, there, some of them, I had a clue, uh, you know, a couple weeks ahead, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months ahead of time. One, uh, a couple of them, I had a clue maybe a week ahead of time and quite a few, uh, I didn't know what was going on until they broke up with me and me being an idiot. I tend to stay friends with them. Uh, they, they still call me every once in a while. I'll send them a goofy text and uh, then all of a sudden I have to start hearing about their new relationships. Part of me sits back and thinks maybe I should be happy for them. But the other part of me is going, you fucking idiot. Why are you letting them do this to you? Just leave them alone. You know, stop texting them. Stop. Uh, you know, if they were really, wanted to talk to you, they would call you because after a while I start to sit back and realize they're not contacting me. I'm contacting them. It's about time you let this go. And God, is that hard to do? Especially when you've emotionally invested yourself into somebody. And I don't know if any of you can relate to it, probably one or two of you, but you emotionally invest yourself into somebody, even just a little bit. And then it ends like a car crash. Uh, with an invisible wall and you're just standing there going, wait, what? And then you can't just shut those feelings off. It takes a little while. You got it in, you know, I think that's what drives people to, uh, you know, do drugs and, or become alcoholics or daredevil stunt work or something like that. It's because they've got to do, they feel the need to do something on the very extreme to forget about, all that that just happened and suppress all those emotions. This is not uh, coming from any kind of psychology or anything like that. This is this is your bartender speaking. So after this show, I may go may go skydiving. So uh, without a parachute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, skydiving with, without a parachute is a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity. But yeah. So anyway, people, last call. Last call for alcohol. Uh, you know, you know what, guys? I really appreciate all of you that have been supporting me in Hey Bartender podcast for the last year. Uh, I am so incredibly close to reaching my goal of ten thousand listeners this year. So, if you would do me a favor, tell your friends, tell your family, tell uh, the bartender at the bar that you're happen to be at. Listen to Hey Bartender podcast. Help me get to 10,000. By the time this show gets posted, I'll probably only need a little bit over a thousand more listens for this year, but help me keep this show uh, going. 
and boost my self-esteem a little bit. Uh, also like to thank Cake and Knife for their last-minute apple pie sparkling sangria that they didn't know I stole off Instagram from them. I'll be thanking them and uh, uh, tagging them in the post when I uh, publish this, so nobody worry. Uh, also like to thank Excellent Skeleton and the record label Weird Beard for letting me uh, use their song. Go check them out on bandcamp.com and, uh, you know, help support local artists. If, you know, they got artists from all over the world on that website and you can, if you type in your own city name, you'll probably find a bunch of uh, people. If you want to find out more about Excellent Skeleton, go to their Facebook page. Uh, They're on Facebook. So is Weird Beard. Just search out excellent skeleton or weird beard and then uh you can find out if they're going to play uh play next hopefully soon when this quarantine and covid is over and uh you know just piece of advice watch yourself on those uh dating apps uh you can really uh, find yourself a lemon there i'm not speaking from experience uh because i'm usually too shy i find tinder uh I, find, I feel like I'm really objective when it comes to Tinder because I'm not really reading their profiles. I'm just going left, 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 right, 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 left, left, right, left, right. Uh, I'm, you know, it's just, uh, I don't, and I've never had luck on there. I'll even, uh, so just be careful out there. Dating, uh, dating in this day and age uh, is a little bit more scarier than usual. It used to be uh, uh, just getting STDs as long as I've lived. And now you got to worry about COVID and now, uh, and uh, well, you always have to worry about psychos. That's pretty much goes on to the dawn of time. Uh, but you know, watch yourself when you're out there dating uh, and, you know, believe in yourselves because you don't have to try in my worthless opinion, trying hard in a relationship um, is crazy. Uh, I, I don't like trying hard to the, uh, I mean, I'll do things naturally, you know, uh, so you know what? I think she would enjoy flowers today. You know, you know what? She really likes that band. I'm going to go buy her that album today. Uh, that those are things that I would do. But, uh, when you feel like that in a relationship that you are trying really, really hard to keep their attention every day, keep their uh, eye from wandering. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl or what kind of uh, sexual orientation you are. If you feel like that you're trying insanely hard to keep their intention or uh, make sure that they know that you love them every day, you're working too hard. And eventually you're going to get tired. It's just like any other job. You don't want to turn love, a f- one four-letter word, into work. That's a bad four-letter word. That that's just sucks. And you know what? Uh, just be good to yourself. And uh, if somebody out there is with you, you know, enjoy their company uh, because they want to be there. If And if they didn't want to be there, they wouldn't be there. So... Keep that in mind. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, once again, thank you for listening. Remember to go check out heybartenderpodcast.com. Uh, go help me out this Christmas to buy something cool for my niece. Uh, go pick up a T-shirt sticker or something like that. 
but until the next show, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, I just have to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got it.